0: Back to the Wagme Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Greeney, joined by my co host, Tyler Rivnak, Alex Morrison, and Nick Musto. Guys, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Doing well.
1: Fantastic.
0: Follow us on our socials Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube at Wagme Fantasy. Don't forget, subscribe to Winning with Wagme, the award winning newsletter. I gave it an award myself, but you can do so at wagmefantasy.com. What do we call it, Tyler?
2: New York Times of fantasy football.
0: Amen. We're going to switch our episodes up on these Tuesdays. Instead of so mundane and just going over through our newsletter segments, we're going to play some games. Um, So, Nick, first of all, before we get into the games, yours is going to be first, but how did you do this week in our Wagme Warzone?
1: I put a check mark in the W column for the first time this season.
0: Hell yeah, brother.
1: And it happened to be over a co-host here, Tyler, whose team just could not put up 16 more measly points, and Jacoby Myers apparently would have saved him the week.
2: I'm going to blame more Herbert being hurt in my lack of faith in him this week than Jacoby Myers, but I just couldn't get it done this
0: week, I guess. I got it done too. I got my first win of the year, so I'm pretty pumped. Nick, shout out, we uh, finally got through the treacherous times. We only have one team left in our league that is winless at 0 and 3. Al, could you. No, there's two. There's two. Okay, well. Yeah. well Al's, Al, could you help us locate one of those teams
3: right now? Yeah, I believe his name's like Triple ETP or something like that in this. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: Ryan, Ryan's team's solid. I gave him his first loss. Uh, Al, h- explain your 0 3 start.
3: So uh, let's say I could blame this on plenty of things. Uh, one. Looking back, being that it's now week three and I'm winless, uh, shitty draft would be a good place to start. Um, we could then go to the fact that I haven't had a quarterback put up even close to projection. Um, last week, I believe it was, I didn't have a single player put up lo- project- what they were projected on my bench or in my starting roster. So uh, I'm ready mm-hmm. to dump my team. So any league mates, if you're listening to this podcast and you want anyone on my team, they're on the table.
2: Did you just talk shit on your entire team and then just like ask for trade offers for them?
3: Yes, I, I did exactly that. Like, I, mean, I have no
1: good players. Please take them.
0: <laughs> hey, Buyer market psychology right hey, there. You you know? Know. Manipulating the market. So you're saying you haven't had a good quarterback this year. I see Tua on your team. You didn't get on the good end of his 39-point week two performance? I did performance? not. I,
3: I started Aaron Rodgers over him that week, and uh, obviously that was that was a poor decision on my end. Who are you going to roll
0: with this week?
3: Um, Well, I have a feeling that Tua is brain dead. um, (laughs) He is playing on Thursday. Someone in the uh, (laughs) Dolphins organization fucked up there uh, with uh, letting him go back into the game. So if he's alive, um, I'm not too sure. I'm probably going to end up rolling with Rodgers. He's got a favorable matchup. Um, I like the Bengals secondary a little more. so.
0: I finally got my first win in our battle of the newsletter writers. Um, Ryan and I played each other, and i he just really shit the bed. He scored less than 70 points. He had David Montgomery get hurt. Um, Brandon Cooks have a rough week. And then a superstar, Cooper Cup, underperformed. Everyone underperformed for him. I, had, I got enough. You know, I was the lowest scoring winner, but not by much. Nick, you had two points more than me. Um, <laughs> shout out to Tyler Conklin. He's looking like he could possibly be a steal off the waiver wire. And I feel pretty confident about CeeDee Lamb going forward. He was one horrible drop away from having 35-plus points uh, Monday night. Do you guys, Are you guys calmed down about CeeDee Lamb? Do you think he's back to the top 12 threshold that he was being drafted in? Nick, I want to hear your opinion first.
1: Um, yes, I do. It's kind of weird to see four points with Dak for, I mean, half the game in week one, and then Cooper Rush comes in, 15 points, and what do you have, like 22 and a half last week? Um, it's it's encouraging. Noel Brown's still heavily involved, but C.D. Lamb is still the alpha in the offense, and he looks great, except for that 50-yard drop touchdown. That was
0: that made me very th- sad. That made me throw up in the toilet. I was actually ill when that happened. I could have scored on that play. Game of the week next week. Do you guys want to make our picks now or at the end of the show?
3: I think we wait till the end.
0: Okay, yep, let's close it off. Um, But it will be our two Twitter foreigners in the beloved Ben Bowman versus Jacob Fabian. Shout out to Jacob. Uh, You're going to win this week, buddy. I have all the faith in the world (laughs) in you. Nick, it's time to get into your studs and duds, so explain what you're going to do with us here, and let's step right on in.
1: Sure. Um, let's start off with the kid who is 0-3. The um,
0: kid. First <laughs>
1: of your roster, oh, I, <laughs> at first glance at your roster, I sh- I'm not going to lie, I, I struggle to find your stud, but Omari Cooper's your stud. Um, other than week one, he's played great, uh, 25 points in week two. And then what do you have last week? I think 21 or something like that. 23. Okay. So hot start for Amari Cooper. He's been getting a ton of volume in that offense. And the Watson return is slowly approaching. So tell me how you feel about the return and whether you think it'll benefit or hurt Amari Cooper.
3: When I drafted Amari Cooper, I drafted him. I believe I said, uh, whenever we were doing the live draft that, Someone has to catch the ball on Cleveland, no matter who's throwing the ball. Um, So that's the reason I drafted him, and the way he's been playing with Purset, I'm very happy about, and I think he'll just even do better with Watson, get some better balls thrown his way, some tougher routes that he'll be able to easily make a play on a ball instead of trying to make a contested catch. I'm surprised he didn't go
0: with CEH as his team stud. I thought
1: about it. I thought about it
0: who's his dud all right
1: so the dud here i think it's obvious it's dalvin cook um you should be glad that i let you have alexander madison at this point now because (laughs) i was very close to taking him in the draft i remember saying it to you um what's going on with dalvin cook
0: shoulder um
1: well now (laughs) now there's a shoulder
0: phased out really I mean, look, yeah. look at his snap share. I mean, it's not terrible. He was 61% this week, 69 the week before. I don't know, Al. Do you have a reason for your guy, your RB1, underperforming?
3: I, I mean, I really don't because, you know, Minnesota has not played awful football. They played a really good week one game, and Dalvin Cook was not involved in the pass game or the run game, really. Um, not that they ran much, but... Uh, Week two, they had a rougher game, but they still – he did nothing. And even last week, yeah, I know he got injured, you know, three-quarters of the way through the game. But in those three quarters, he put up, what, like eight points?
0: No. Last week, he had 96 yards and a touchdown. It wasn't too shabby of a day. It was not. I think Dalvin Cook is performing to our expectations. Like, we, we knew Minnesota was changing their offense heading into this year. I feel like it's exactly what we thought. They're just an air raid offense now, um, and it's no longer Mike Zimmer force-feeding Dalvin Cook 20-plus times in a game. Yeah. Um, however, week one he had 23 touches, so I don't know. The volume's there. I wouldn't be too concerned over Dalvin Cook being the dud on your team. you got to keep him at this point. You can't trade
3: him yeah, away. He's, he's not going anywhere, but uh, his injury does worry me a slight bit with his history of not really recovering from injuries too quickly.
0: I want to hear the worst two-in-one team in the league, Tyler Rivnack.
1: Hey, <laughs> hmm.
0: who his stud is.
1: I mean, so his stud is without a doubt Devontae Adams, considering it's his only player that I'm confident starting. Um, he's the wide receiver 11 after three weeks. he uh, been a red zone target, although last week we kind of, if you're an Adams owner, you're punching the TV because Mac Hollins, for some reason, absolutely balled out and was Derek Carr's favorite target. Are you at all concerned about your stud or is everything fine in Las Vegas?
2: He's my glimmer of hope. So I'm going to say I'm not concerned after Najee Harris kind of busting, basically. I'm going to roll with Devontae Adams.
1: I think that you, so if I had Devonte Adams on my roster right now, I'm, sending out trades because he has the big name and he was a high draft capital receiver this season. I You might be able to get a haul, but that's just me. You are two and one, and I'm one and two. So why would you take my advice?
2: I might have to take your advice. Talk down <laughs> okay, to the man. So you're, Talk down I to
1: man. I did him. beat him last. Yeah. One and two, boy. Um, so you're dud. I had trouble picking. You mentioned – Najee Harris in the lat in um, when we were talking about Devontae Adams just now but there's also Darnell Mooney on your roster someone I told you to drop last week and he has like seven points on the season so far I think it's safe to say that he's your dud
0: my bad guys
2: my bad he might be my dud but I'm far more disappointed in in Najee Harris for what it yeah
1: because of. of the draft capital yeah
0: Tarnell Mooney is the 113th best wide receiver in fantasy football. I will be <laughs> keeping
2: him unreal. on my team. Well, so you're not gonna tell me my gun or my dud is uh, Brian Robinson on my IR? I mean, he just <laughs> I he, could go there.
1: Yeah, but Darnell,
3: yeah. Darnell Mooney, healthy for three weeks, put up seven points. Mooney,
0: I don't know. I think Chicago is just dog shit. He's been on the field 90 plus percent of snaps every week. I just hope they figure it out. Chicago looks really bad. Justin Fields, I
2: that offense has to improve,
0: right? <laughs> One would think, but, hey, Khalil Herbert's there. He can just run it <laughs> 20 times for 160 yards every week, right?
1: Fields is a bust. It's so, it's so
0: disappointing because there's few quarterback second match his caliber of talent. I mean, you see him. He, quite frankly, has the rushing upside like no other. He's He can chuck the ball 60 yards. Um, I'm disappointed by Justin Fields. I'm hoping Chicago can help him out.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I want no part of this, <laughs> this offense. Um, Tyler, how many more weeks of disappointing performance from Mooney will it take for him to hit waivers? Like, does he have to have 15 points by week six?
2: He could sit on my bench forever, honestly.
1: (laughs) He is a safe, you know, starter goes out. I mean, at least I have a wide receiver one for a team.
2: Yeah, a team that gets, like, 19 offensive snaps a game. Mm
0: -hmm. team that has attempted the ball, like, less than 60 total times this year. What do you have for... Yeah, I want to hear what you have to think. For my team, especially since half of it was on your team a week and a half ago. Yep.
1: So you have one player that could fit the stud category. And surprisingly enough, it's C.D. Lamb, because last week we wouldn't have said that he's a stud. We would have been concerned a little bit. Now I'm really not concerned. I feel comfortable putting him in my lineup every week without Dak. And then once Dak returns, of course, comfortable. Um, But 15 points and 22 points with Cooper Rush.
0: I'm excited about CeeDee Lamb. I have no regrets drafting him. 12 targets this week. Um, he's just a machine volume-wise. He's, he's got, let's see, let me count it up, 34 targets through the first three weeks. Um, the first week was an anomaly, catching only two of 11. Yeah, I'm comfortable with CeeDee Lamb as my wide receiver one. He was drafted as my wide receiver two behind Stefan Diggs, but I felt – comfortable enough with Lamb where I could ship out Stephon Diggs and he can fulfill the role on my team and yeah he is my stud however I w- I will say that Joe Mixon I'm going to be leaning on him heavy I feel like he could turn into my team's MVP down the stretch um, elite running back production has been spotty but the volumes there and Joe Mixon's talent and opportunity is still there he has yet to find the end zone I feel like he's going to be my guy throughout the the important weeks of the year?
1: Um, Okay, I do have some things I could say about CD. So we know Dak likes to spread the ball around. He's never really honed in on when Amari Cooper was there. He never honed in on Cooper or CD individually. It was always the two of them both put up productive weeks, nothing crazy. So we thought that when... Mari Cooper left the team. CD would all of a sudden take all these targets in a small sample. We saw with Dak this season. That wasn't the case. He had 11. He had
0: 11 targets. Half that was Cooper rush though. I'm still comfortable. Um, it's. So then, one. but now we
1: have Michael Gallup returning as well. Someone that Dak does have a very strong rapport with.
0: Not concerned. Do you
1: think we see these numbers drop a little bit or stay around the same? I don't see an increase coming with Dak. And then Michael Gallup as well.
0: I do. I do. Okay. Case closed.
1: <laughs> All right. So we talked about Joe Mixon, who I have here as your dud. I traded you awkward. a dud.
0: That's awkward. Yes, it is. <laughs> Scored 22 um,
1: points week one. He did, but we're talking about last week. He was a dud. He was a dud. He did 6.8 points. You're right. He, um, he's been a volume hog, but the offensive line sucks. The offense is not looking good. They – Put up 30 on the Jets. Congratulations. Um, and he has no touchdowns this year. And I saw a lot of Samaj P run. Plus he has an ankle injury now.
0: He's played in over 66% of snaps each week. Last week he had seven targets. Usually you think seven targets equates to five, six catches. No, it was just three. And he only ran the ball 12 times in that game for 24 total yards. So I feel like Joe Mixon's going to have better days. In the offense, he's never been an efficiency monster by all means. Like he's always had tough trudging, um, but you know he had a bad week. I'm not concerned. We got a win, and now he turns his attention to Thursday night. He's good to go for Week Four. Um, Cincinnati has already said that. In fact, I don't. I don't even think he's on the injury report. So yeah, I'm. I'm content with Joe Mixon being my dud of the week. I feel like he's due for a rebounding performance, and he's going to find the end zone this Thursday.
1: You you better hope he finds the end zone. Three yards per carry will not warrant a starting spot, sadly. Devin um, single,
0: I want to mention Devin Singletary just tore up Miami through the air. And if that's yeah, through the air. Joe Mixon's opportunity, I'm glad. I'm glad for the matchup we have ahead of us.
1: All right. Um, for me, I guess we can briefly touch on my studs. I had trouble picking because there are simply so many. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, Aaron Jones, but I'd like to I'd like to talk about a bench piece. Isaiah McKenzie. Twenty one points against a stout Miami defense. He was the wide receiver one for the team this week and I have Stefan Diggs. Do we see a change in the wide receiver two here coming for Buffalo?
0: Yeah, I think it's Stefan Diggs now. What do you think?
1: I think a
2: change in the wide receiver <laughs> too would be really unfortunate for someone.
0: It would be. That wouldn't. It? Another
1: person that I traded to Mr. Colin Guarini.
0: I'm loading up on Gabe Davis. I don't care what you say. He's gonna. He's gonna have some splashy weeks. Live and die by the you upside. Were. Now that we're throwing bench pieces out, Christ's sake! I have Romeo Dobbs. How about him? Dubs or Dobbs? What would we decide on that? Dobbs. It's Dobbs, I but I'd love it. Much. Yeah. Yeah, 8 for 8, 73 yards, touchdown. Al's loving that as a Packers fan.
1: I just dropped him, man.
0: Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. I want to go into my segment, and this is going to touch base with our buy low, sell high for the week, week four. We are going to play a game called The Price is Right. Have you ever heard of it?
2: No, please explain.
0: Okay, so basically you look at fancy – stuff and then predict the price of it Uh, no Um, so the rules are I'm going to phrase it as this I am trading for a buy low candidate I am trading for him would you sell him to me for player A and I'm going to throw out a name so let's just let's just start here Al you and I will go first okay I am trying to trade for Elijah Moore wide receiver for the New York Jets okay would you sell him to me for Traylon Burks? Hmm.
3: I mean... I
0: d- He's been struggling.
3: Yeah, that's that's a... I mean, it's a tough one because, you know, that's like a... To me, that's a sideways jump and I'm not one in fantasy to complete jumps or to complete trades that are, that are like that, that are pretty much players that have the... To me, the same upside and I, if that was part of a package, yeah, I'd definitely consider it. A one for a one. I'm not. I'm not too sure that I'd do it.
0: These are all going to be one for ones. We're not getting fancy with the the roster fit. So your answer with Traylon Burks is yes or no. I'm going to say no. Okay. What about if I gave you Tyler Boyd? Does that yes? Yes. Corey Davis, his teammate.
3: Um. No.
0: I was about to say Corey Davis has been performing much better. But my point is, Elijah Moore is a prime trade low or buy low candidate right now. He has yet to score over ten points in a game. He's a wide receiver, fifty-nine. He's still been on the field more than any other Jets receiver, and he's got he had ten targets last game. He's heating up, and now's the right time to buy low on him. Tyler, I'm moving
1: on. He to played you. well with Zach Wilson too. Yes, Sorry.
0: exactly. He's got he's got yeah. catalyst coming in. You should be trading for Elijah Moore if you can get him on the cheap. Tyler, you have Brandon Cooks, and I want him real bad, even though he's had a horrid start to this season. Would you sell Brandon Cooks to me for Juju Smith-Schuster? Probably. Wow. It was that easy. Is that that the common um, conception with fantasy owners that you think, Nick? Brandon Cooks, a wide receiver, like 51 this week, um, had a god-awful performance, two catches this week before. Do you think people who drafted him as maybe their wide receiver, two or three, are willing to sell him for someone like Juju? Uh,
1: if we're talking about Juju, I'm not going to – Juju is a love-hate relationship with me. I'm not biased, but I'd take Juju in that trade just because – Week one, 79 yards. Week two, 89 yards. Or week three, 89 yards. Week two was a bust. It was a bad game in general for the Chiefs receivers and Patrick Mahomes barely pulling it out against the Chargers. I'm going to take Juju. He's the clear number one in the offense. In the two good weeks that he's had, he's had eight targets. And Patrick Mahomes is a little better than Dave Smills. So I'd rather my receivers catching passes from him.
0: What about Tyler Lockett? Would you give me Brandon Cooks for Tyler Lockett? Yes. Wow. That's shocking I don't have
1: Lockett. Yeah, I don't have Lockett's stats in front of me, but they really haven't been bad this season, I don't think.
0: Last week he had nine catches, 11 targets. Yeah. um, 70-something yards. He's only had one bad week.
1: Yeah, Yeah, week one.
3: He's doing about what he was expected to
0: do. So, Brandon Cooks, what you're saying is someone we should be hawking over in our leagues. By the sounds of it. Nick, I'm going back to you. I want Russell Wilson, even though he's the QB 27 or whatever on the year, even though he's straight dog shit. Would you, would you give me Russell Wilson for Matthew Stafford?
1: Um, No, I'm taking Russell Wilson. The, there's more upside there, and I think that we can ignore the start to the season, and eventually his baseline will be what Stafford's is.
0: What about Ryan Tannehill? Does that sweeten the pie, Annie?
1: No, I, I, no, I'm taking Wilson too. I'm high on Wilson still, so I'm probably not the best person to ask. Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson.
0: Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's how you should feel. Um, yeah. we're only three weeks into the season. You don't have to jump ship. He's on a new offense. New offense. It's going to take some time, but the second half could be really pretty. Mr. Rivnak, back to you. So I really want Najee Harris off your team. I really, really want him. I really want his 18 touches for 50 total yards and maybe a touchdown. I really want the inefficient, god-awful, ugly Steelers offense on my TV every Sunday. I'll get on to it now. I'm waiting. I want Najee Harris. Would you sell him to me for Kareem Hunt?
2: Oh, absolutely not. Brees Hall? No.
0: Cordero Patterson? No. James Robinson? No. So you just passed up two top, like, six running backs on the year. Brees Hall, who has 21 targets on the year. And then Kareem Hunt. Who got out to a hot start since then fizzled down. So just checking in. All Naji.
2: Yes, I'm staying with Naji. That
0: stayed. That sounded hesitant. I think I'm gonna get you on these next couple. Javante Williams.
3: <laughs> no. Wow. Whoa. Uh, wow. Whoa. I don't know about that one.
0: I would take Javante in a heartbeat. Actually, no. I'm going to side with you because I have Naji in another league and I'd turn that shit right down. If Dylan Bennett offered me Javante Williams.
2: As, like, a hopeful Steelers fan, I really hope the Steelers can turn their offense around somehow. No shot. Fire Matt Canada. Matt Canada's going to go soon. Everyone's calling for it.
1: The least won't
3: fire him until after the season.
0: Okay, so Javante Williams didn't sweeten the pie enough. What about Derrick Henry?
2: Yeah, I'd take Derrick Henry.
3: Okay, good answer.
2: Joe Mixon? I'd probably take Joe Mixon, but, like, these feel like even trades to me. Yeah, they're
0: they're both first-round running backs. All right, now I'm going to flip it around. I'm selling you this player. Would you buy him for me for player A, player B? So I'm trading away the player I'm about to discuss. Would you buy him for this following return back to me? Al. You have Clyde, right? I do. I really want Clyde. Actually, yeah, I really want Clyde. Actually, no, I'm going to flip it around. I'm selling you, Clyde. Okay. So (laughs) you have your own personal bias in the way. What if I got Najee Harris back for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? How does that sound?
3: I'm giving you Najee, and you're giving me Clyde? Yeah. I think that sounds like a good trade.
0: Wow, really?
3: I do. I, I mean, the I,
0: results this year don't disagree with you. So I
3: think, I think that um, Kansas City is starting to utilize running backs in their offense. Um, I think Clyde is that guy that they're utilizing, and I think no matter how many times they hand Najee the ball, uh, Steelers' offense is steal the Steelers' offense. So. I don't
0: need to go any further in my list. Al, I like that you you said yes right away because at what point do we have to follow this year's results? Like throw out last year, throw out the historical data. I mean, we just look we're, at this year. We're
3: entering year. Week Four. I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know one extra game, but this is the quarter mark of the season. This kind of, you know, it's, Sets it's a, pretty big, and especially fantasy wise, this is almost the third of the season. You know, so it's uh. We're getting, it's getting there. to that make or break kind of kind of point, and it's it's now it's this season. It's not last year. It's not ten years ago. It's not next year.
0: You're right, Nick. Over to you. I'm trading away Drake London. I want Cortland Sutton back. Say yes.
1: No, I'm keeping Sutton.
0: Deontay Johnson.
1: Uh, I'm keeping Deontay Johnson.
0: Terry McLaurin.
1: I am giving you Terry McLaurin for a bag of chips.
0: <laughs> wow. Terry had a pretty solid outing this past week.
1: It's like his first of the year, and he's competing with Jahan Dotson, who's better than him, and Curtis Samuel, who's more involved than him.
0: I still think talent will prevail, and although you said Dotson's more talented than Terry, I think Terry's a very talented receiver.
1: Um, I've never liked Terry. Neither have I.
0: The Neither have I, but I'm still going to. I'm gonna sell Drake London to him or to you for Terry McLaurin in a heartbeat.
1: Who do you prefer, Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore? I'll put it on you now.
0: Terry McLaurin for sure. DJ Moore looks okay. like he's just a complete dud. Um, abysmal start to the year. He only had a catch last week. Uh, yeah, I don't want any part of it. I could try and buy low for D.J. Moore, but at this point, the offers I would give for him are insulting. (laughs) All right, Tyler, over to you. I'm selling you Russell Gage after he had a 12-for-13 performance, um, found the end zone was very strong. He was a wide receiver four on the week. So I'm selling you Russell Gage. Can I get D.J. Moore back?
2: Honestly, I don't like either of them
0: so sure. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> Allen Robinson. Uh, honestly, it's like the same deal, I feel yeah, like. I
2: guess. Like,
0: what about Allen Lazard?
2: No, I like Lazard. IUK? I don't really know how iuke has been doing. Tell me about He him.
0: had a touchdown Sunday night, 13 points, I believe. I'd keep IUK over Gage. But if you could get someone like... Ayuk, Lazard. I have Juju down here. I have Elijah Moore, who we mentioned in our by I have Hunter Renfro, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods. Nick, I would sell all. I would sell Russell Gage for all eight of those names there. I really would. I don't think he provides much upside from the wide receiver three spot in his offense.
1: I completely agree, and he's going to be a wide receiver four soon. Once Godwin and Julio are back, it's. Um, Russell Gage belongs on waivers in a couple weeks.
0: Do you believe you could sell Khalil Herbert for Ramondre Stevenson after last week?
1: Uh, It depends on what we see with Dave Montgomery this week, but if Montgomery's out for an extended period of time, let's say three weeks, yeah, I think you could. If if someone's really needing a running back and they're starting Ramondre Stevenson, I'd rather Ramondre rest this season than Khalil Herbert for three weeks.
0: He's someone that you should probably sell high on after a 30-point performance last week. I'm talking too long. Let's get into Al's segment, your heat check.
3: All right. I'll, uh, I'll introduce the segment a little bit. Basically, I'm going to give what I consider to be a hot take um, for the remainder of the season, or, well, I guess for how they will end the season, and then each of the other co-hosts will uh, grade me on a scale of 1 to 10 – one being cold, meaning they have no confidence in this hot take. Ten being they're pretty confident in this as well. Let's hear it. Uh, so my first, I'm going to start it off uh, with Dak Prescott. I'm saying that he will end the season as a top five fantasy quarterback when he returns. So from the point he returns till the end of the season, he's going to be a top five. Truly could even be a top five from the beginning of the season if he's back uh, this coming week, which is still a possibility. Um look at the last couple years and I know I am the one that said throughout the last couple years but looking at the last couple years you can see that he has thrown a lot of passes for a lot of yards he has a lot of opportunity there Um, I think that C.D. Lamb is him and I think that having a guy like that on your team just helps your quarterback immaculately obviously Um, in the last three seasons Dak has averaged 25.7 PPR points per game um, which is incredible And he has, post-bye week, he has some favorable defensive matchups, including Minnesota, Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Washington. Uh, So, overall, I would grade myself on this uh, with about a 48% Confidence. Uh, I'm not quite going to 50%. I'm not going to 50-50 shot quite, but I'm saying I'm about 48% confident. <laughs> Where'd you get that number? From? <laughs> listen, did listen. you run? Did you run like a data distribution <laughs> listen, on that? Listen, look. I,
2: I ran I, a couple simulations. and came up with 48%. Said, I could have said
3: 49, and it may, means the same thing. I'm not. I'm not quite to that 50-50 shot, but I'm. I'm right there. So you're. Uh,
2: so let me. Let me read off the top five quarterbacks right now. Number one's Lamar Jackson with 102 fantasy points. Number two is Josh Allen with 87 fantasy points. Jalen Hurts with 85. Patrick Mahomes with 69. And Tua with 65.
0: There's that big of a gap between top three yes. and then four. So wow. So that's
3: my point of why he can end top five, because he can leapfrog those guys pretty easily.
0: I am going to start this one off. I would give it like a two. I'm cold to this one. And we saw it with Russell Wilson last year. Um, you're rushing back from a hand injury on your throwing, uh, arm and it just, it just isn't there. It's a frustrated time when you get back. I don't see Dak. I didn't have him as a top five quarterback to begin with. He was outside my top 10. He was my QB 11 on the year to start the season fully healthy. Now that he's coming back from injury, I feel like he's going to be rushed back as Dallas is in it going to be in a heated playoff race. I'm cold towards it. I don't see him performing at the level of an elite quarterback in fantasy football. He just doesn't have the rushing upside, um, lacking receiving core outside of C.D. Lamb. No, I'm cold to this one. Nick, one one to ten. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll give it like a like a two point four eight. I guess um, the offense cannot really run the ball so they will be forced to throw a lot but then defenses are aware of this and they can shut it down and with only one really exceptional receiving option in CD it's just not going to work out well like we've only seen there's like two quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady who can finish like top five in the position without running the ball and Dak Prescott is not near the ability of either of them so yeah I'm, I'm not, not too keen on this one.
0: Tyler your heat. Check what's your thermometer. I'll be a little here? more
2: generous. I'll give you a four. I can see him cracking top ten. I don't know about top five. It's so the next one, Al. All
3: right. Um, next we'll go to running back. Uh, I got Austin Eckler will end the season as the RB three for fantasy, and by that I mean top three running back. I don't necessarily mean just the RB three. Um, Harbert is not feeling good, obviously, um, as he shouldn't be, but. They're going to have to uh, rely on him a little bit in the next few weeks, especially. Um, he is an extremely explosive back. Uh, team is dead last in rushing yards per game currently, and this needs to change, obviously. Something needs to change for this team. They're 1-2 with a talent on that roster. There's no reason they should be 1-2, and, um, and they have a really, really good running back in Austin Eckler. He hasn't found the touchdown yet, and he's still currently RB14. Um, to me, like touchdowns in any league are the most important. Um, with zero touchdowns, he's still the RB14. That, that makes me even more excited about this. Um, and he can and he will find the end zone, especially when this team starts to make the po- playoff push that I think they will. Um, this one, I'm, I originally had it down as a 35% confidence. Uh, after thinking about it for a while, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna up that. I'm gonna go about a 50% confidence on this one. Good because I'm about
0: to say, I am
1: 99.9. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's sure. It's guaranteed. I'm out of six for this one. I think Austin Eckler is a phenomenal back. Like you mentioned, hasn't found the end zone. He's caught 21 of 22 targets this year. The, his volume's gonna be insane through the air. Yeah, it's less on the ground, but that's not how he gets a bang for his buck. He's due to find the end zone much more than zero times through three weeks. I like Austin Eckler's odds of rebounding to the elite R B one category. Nick, what's your thermometer reading?
1: Um, so we're talking about him finishing as an RB three. He's still my RB one, so I guess that increases my odds a lot. And I'm I'm pretty high on this. I'll go with like ninety percent. Um twenty touchdowns last season, hasn't found the end zone yet. Uh he's a red zone threat. He will be. The the Chargers realize something's wrong, and they're going to start utilizing him more. He was the key to success last year for them um, in most games. I I think a big change is coming. If you can buy Eckler for lower than than what you should be able to, then I would.
2: Yeah, I'll give it an 8. Right now Eckler's sitting at the RB13, and if he would have scored just one touchdown, that would have bumped him up like 8 spots. So I can definitely see him in top 3 right now.
0: Next one.
3: Uh, this is actually my last one I got here is for receiver, uh, who is one of my favorite young receivers in the league uh, going into this draft, Amonra Sam Brown. Um, I think he will continue to perform at the level he is, and he will be a top three fantasy wide receiver at the end of this year. Um, Jared Goff looks like he remembers how to throw a ball. Um, you know, we didn't really see a lot of that last year, and he looks more comfortable in that Detroit offense I think Dan Campbell is a very ballsy coach who's going to throw the ball down the field a lot. Who's going to take those shots? And I think Amon Saint Brown is his guy to take those shots too. Um, he's the clear wide receiver one for a very gritty Detroit offense. Um, he lo- last week was the first week in si- Well, I guess that was his seventh game that he didn't have a touchdown. There was a six-game TD streak going into that game, and I see him picking that streak right back up where he left off. Um, The floor is not very low for him, and the ceiling is extremely high. So I really like his potential, and I give this one even higher than Eckler at about a 60% confidence.
0: Wow. At wide receiver three overall, that's a high level of confidence there. I'll admit, I think we're all wrong about Amon Ra. I would say my thermometer's reading in between Dak and Eckler, I'm going to put it at a 4 Uh, There's just so many great wide receivers in the league. Um, You know, Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, all are capable of scoring, or they have already scored 40-plus in a week. Um, So whoever it's kind of a race to the top, obviously. But Amon Ra, um, I feel like he's going to slow down a little bit once Jamison Williams comes into the offense. Uh, Deandre Swift returns fully healthy at his high workload, but I agree. He's in he's a train that just isn't slowing down anytime soon.
3: So let me, let me ask you this before I let the others grade. If I change that to wide receiver 10, meaning a top 10 wide receiver, where's your confidence go?
0: He'd go way up to about, I'd give it like a 75% chance that he stays there.
3: Okay.
0: Nick, what do you think? Thermometer reading on Amon Ra top three wide receiver.
1: As the top 3 I'm I'm going to fade that there you 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 said it there's too many talented receivers like I know Diggs, Cup, and Jefferson are going to finish in the top 3. And then there's Jamar Chase and DeVonte Adams and I don't think Amon-Ra in that echelon yet. So top 10, I'll 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 give it like yeah, like a 75 is pretty good. Jamison Williams will return. He's played two bad defenses and put up 40 points against Washington like That's very encouraging. Like, yeah, you can torch a very poor defense, but it'll be interesting to see him in the next two weeks against Seattle and New England, who do have fairly good um, coverage in the secondary.
2: Tyler, your thermometer. Yeah, I'm about right there with you guys. I'd say if he ends up a top three, I think he could very well be a league winner for a lot of people who drafted Uh, him. Absolutely. But definitely top ten. I can very well see that. I'll give it a five on top three, though. Okay. Let's Let's go to Tyler's. Guess who segment. Yeah, so I've predetermined 3 players and I've I've created some hints for each of them. So I'm going to each round I'll start off with one of you and give a hint one by one and you can each guess who you think it is and whoever gets them first is the winner. So I'll start off with Colin for player number 1. No oh boy. They're a running back.
3: Wow. AJ
2: a- a a- a. Dillon. No. Nick, you can go next.
3: <laughs> Why? Are you going right. to give Nick another hint? No, it's the call? same
2: hint. You all get the one hint per round.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Right. Once, you get uh, a, once, um, once
2: I get back to Colin, he gets hint. another hint.
1: Okay. A running back. <laughs> uh, Chase Edmonds. <laughs> no. Leonard Idiot. Fournette.
2: Hint number two. He leads the league in carries with 62. Nick Chubb. It's Nick Chubb. He leads the league in rush yards as well. He leads the league in rushing TDs with four, and he's averaging five and a half yards per carry. Dude's a monster. Does any of that surprise
0: you? Uh, No, not in a short time period. He's going to miss two games, and then he's going to fall down mm-hmm. the boards eventually. Um, but he's an ele- he's the best running back in the league. Plus Jacoby Brissett, you know, shit in his pants early on in the year.
3: If it was week eight right now, I'd be very surprised by that stat. But like you said, Colin, short time period.
0: Let's start with Nick this time. I'll start. I'll give you two hints
2: first. It's a quarterback who leads the league in deep ball completion percentage with 75%. Tua. It is Tua. Damn. Good job, (laughs) Nick. I should have made this harder. Thank you. I would
3: not have gotten Tua on that.
2: Who is also number two in passing yards with 925, and he's the second highest rated quarterback in the NFL of all of them who played three games. Go figure. Jordan Love's actually number two out of all the quarterbacks
0: for rating, but he it, only played one game. I don't. I didn't even know he got in this year. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Give Al. All right, Al.
2: We got a pass catcher, so that could be a wide receiver or a or, w- or, a or a tight, tight end. end. No, no running back. Okay. All right. Averaging 24.4 fantasy points per game, which is third for all pass catchers.
3: A pass catcher averaging 24 points a game. I don't think there's any – there's no tight end averaging 24 points a game.
2: Um, I don't
3: know. Three, two, one. No, I'll pass it on to Colin. I really don't know.
0: So 24 points a game. Twenty-four point four.
2: Third overall for pass catchers.
0: Get off your statistics. <laughs> Mac Hollins, since he just had a monster game. Next.
2: Nick, you're up.
1: Uh, so it could be a tight end or a receiver. Could be a tight end or right. receiver. Okay. Um wow. I know. Cooper
2: Cup? Wrong. All right, Al. Next hint. They have three touchdowns this year, which ranks third. Diggs. Colin. I think I got this one. Is it Jalen Waddle? It's not Jalen. Wow. Waddell. There's a lot of people tied with this many touchdowns. Nick. Is it Tyreek? It's not. Wow. Oh. I got this now. Next hint. They have 23 receptions. Which is fourth? Yup.
3: Twenty-three receptions, three touchdowns, twenty-four point four points a game. Colin, Colin's got it. I mean, he's Al. Really
0: right, you I'm fool! Trying. I'm trying. You fool! I think I've got it. You already talked about him. All right, both a, of you on three. Yeah. It's a Monra St. Brown. It's <laughs> a Monra. <laughs> yup, that's a that's a good one. We'll have to make yeah. that segment longer though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah i got to make it a little tougher.
0: Good old trivia. Nothing like it. All right, let's get to it. Let's finish off with our game of the week. It is between the only 3-0 and player in our league, Ben Bowman. And then you can follow Ben at Ben underscore maybe WMF. I don't know. Uh, look him up on Twitter at Ben Bowman. I don't know. They're, I have not blocked. So. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's a, he's a menace. He's a menace. Anyways, he's 3-0. and He's the uh, last one standing undefeated in our league. That means he's going to crumble to last soon. He plays Jacob Fabian, another guy off Twitter. Uh, Shout out to Jacob. He's a law student at Pitt as well. So Jacob's team is headlined by Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, Brees Hall, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Drake London, Darren Waller, and last but not least, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, hence his team name, Hollywood Hellraisers. Ben Bowman, meanwhile, has Joe Burrow, Damian Pierce, Alvin Kamara, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddell, Adam Thielen, Logan Thomas, and Brandon Ayuk filling out his starting lineup. He's without DeAndre Swift this week, uh, foregoing Jerry Judy in his lineup. Al, who do you have in this week's Game of the Week in the Wagme War Zone?
3: You know, as much as I tried to not be biased whenever I pick these games, I don't know why Ben just really fucking pissed me off today, so <laughs> I'm not picking him. I'm going with the Hollywood Hellraisers.
0: <laughs> Tyler.
2: <laughs> Do you have bias aside? Yeah, I'll keep it more like based on teams here. I really like Jacob's team here. I mean, his running backs are solid. I really like Brees Hall. Wide receivers all around seem pretty good. I don't, I'm going with Jacob.
0: Nick.
1: Um, if he had Swift, I'd go Ben, but I'm going Jacob because of that. And Kamara looks bad.
0: That is a deciding factor in my pick as well. Also, another thing. Going against Ben, I feel like he's got two Thursday night players, two Jacobs, one. I don't like Thursday night players. Nick, you and I talk about this every week. It just seems like there's misfortune, um, and it makes sense. There's only three rest days in between game days. You're working on half of your recovery for the week. I hate starting players playing on Thursday night. It just feels like they aren't fully recovered. They're still hungover from last week. Um that being said, I'm going with Jacob as well. We're going to make it a clean sweep. Ben, my bad, bro. Like, I, I don't mean to shut you out, but I just don't think you're going to win this week. I think you're going to be one of several 3 and one teams after this week. Hopefully that humbles you, bro. Um, no hard feelings at all. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, and in all seriousness, uh, looking at Ben's team, um, just you, sucks. You, you said it, Nick. I, I don't like Kamara this year. Um, Adam Thielen is so hit or miss. And um, – even though Ayuk's had a decent season, you never know with Jimmy G throwing the ball where that ball's going. So, I do, um, I do like the Hollywood Hellraisers a lot better this week than Team Ben Bowman.
0: On another note, Colin versus Colin this week. I play Colin Weyand. His team is daunting. I'm not gonna lie. He's got You're Sa- He's got powers. Saquon. He's got Christian Kirk. He's got Amon Ra. He's got Cordell Patterson. He drafted a phenomenal team. Um, but we'll see. My guys are gritty. We toughen up, and we win games we shouldn't. That's what championship teams do. All right, guys. Are we out of here? We're going on. We're we're pushing minute 50. Anybody got anything to add?
3: I think we're done. All
0: right. Goodbye, everybody. Follow us. Connect with us. Leave your questions and concerns on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at WagmeFantasy. Subscribe to our newsletter, Winning with Wagme. Tyler, what is it called? We're the New York Times of fantasy football. Obviously, you can subscribe at WagmeFantasy.com. We're done. Thanks for listening.